Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Syracuse goes over 500 in ACC play. With a 73-64 win over Boston College, their fourth win in a row. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. And the Hokie himself, Geo Heater, will join us to talk Virginia Tech as Syracuse will tip off against them this Saturday at 6 in Blacksburg. So um, Virginia Tech hosting the Orange. We'll let you know what we think after Gio tells us what he thinks. But before we get into the Boston College post-game stuff and the montage, uh, at Syracuse with another transfer commitment, this time a 6'4 cornerback from Dartmouth, Isaiah Johnson, has started for Dartmouth for the past two seasons. Although he was sidelined for most of 2019 season with a broken fibula, he finished the 2021 season third on the team in tackles with with a 55 total. Johnson also led the team with six pass breakups and recorded his first career interception against Princeton, which he returned for a pick six. He helped Dartmouth to secure its 20th Ivy League title, according to Noons' Kevin Wall. Joe, so... Joe called me about this guy yesterday, and he's super impressed with him. I'm sure he wants to talk about him and all that stuff. So, <laughs> Dino, 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 shoring up the secondary, Joe, where we were, you know, I guess we, I think we talked about it last time, but, uh, you know, f- from thin to plenty of options back there now, and some good size to this guy at 6'4". Yeah, he's definitely got some good size. And again, you know, you hear Dartmouth, right? And you're like, oh, Ivy League, Ivy League, right? And football. Uh, But this kid, obviously, you could tell that he was obviously under recruited. You go and you watch his tape. I mean, he he jumps out. He just jumps out. You can just tell that um, that he's better than everyone. Most people on the on the on the field. and, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, at that size is a corner. It's a pretty big corner, but he seems to cover some good ground. And, um, you know, I know that it's tough because, again, you say, you know, that it's a, t- it's a highlight tape, so it's full of highlights and doesn't show bad plays. And obviously he's got... Shows technique, you know, though, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and and and, and obviously you got the competition level, right? So um, there's obviously going to be a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to the competition, the speed of the game, and things like that. Uh, and I know that Deuce Chestnut and Garrett Williams, pretty much, I mean, with the addition of Elijah Clark as well, I mean, our corners are going to be pretty well, you know, well to do uh, this year. So. If this guy's going to come out and help, I mean, he's definitely going to be somebody that could help um, on the special teams aspect. But also, I mean, he's got the size to move maybe to like the rover position or, or a safety position or something like that. Um, and he still has, you know, room to add a little bit more weight as well. You know, uh, you don't want to get too heavy uh, at six three, six four when you're a corner out there running and uh, trying to chase receivers around. So uh, this guy's definitely going to be interesting. But uh, everything that I saw on the tape, uh, I'm 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 interested and very happy i mean he's definitely a a good pickup better pickup than than any type of uh you know guy we could have got uh pre-signing day at that point so um two two years left right yep still got two years left and uh again like i said i mean there might be a situation i don't see a lot of six three six four corners in in the nfl but there's plenty of safeties that size right so uh i think it's just one of those things where uh, he might be coming here and, and doing a little position change, but I think he's going to be able to come in and help. I mean, he finishes and uh, he's just got a nose for the ball, and he, he seems like he's going to, you know, fit right in. Uh, now, whether he comes in and starts a corner, that's something different, but it's definitely going to be a name that I think you're going to see uh, on the field this year helping. Well, it is going to be exciting heading into the spring game. By the way, is going to be. <clears throat> Televised, I believe. I saw. Yep. Okay. It's going to be televised for the first time in a few years here. And it's, it's, good for us because we can't go to the game, you know? Right. Otherwise, I usually would go to the game. So well, let's, we got a lot of early guys enrolling and stuff like that. Uh, he'll be there. So. Yeah, that'll be. So my point is, is building up to football season. Everybody was looking ahead at football season here like, oh, I don't know, four games ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with college basketball uh, seemed to be in the trash can. But look at Syracuse coming back to win their fourth game in a row. Not coming back, but you know what I'm saying. Um, right. to, to go on this four-game win streak was exactly what the doctor ordered for Syracuse. And, you know, Boston College, some of these, Boston College not that great. Okay, let's just be honest, right? But on the road, uh, by the way, Q's fans showed up. We'll get into all that. But first, let's hear from Sports Drink. Before we do the montage, let's do this, okay? Um, the montage in this show is going to be brought to us today by Sports Drink. It is your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open up Instagram and type in Sports Drink. That's S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Uh, like Sports Drink without the vowels. And they have... Some written content, but they've got plenty of podcasts, um, NCAA, MLB, NFL. Uh, there's a skate podcast, a very wildly popular skate podcast, which is, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And it's on there. So go check them out. It's at Sports Drink Without the Vowels. Okay. So let's listen to what Coach had to say after the win against Boston College. 
you know, this was due. Jesse, uh, they were physical with him, and he's just, you know, wasn't ready for it. These last three games, he's had a dunk, dunk day, you know, dunk fest. People are just doubling, leaving him roll down, and he's dunking it. Well, they didn't do that tonight. They were physical with him, and uh, he couldn't get to the basket. And he got frustrated, two bad fouls, ran in, ran over somebody, and then ran up somebody's back, and then didn't take the baseline away and gave up a, a third foul there. But uh, I thought Frank did a good job in there, hanging in there, battling. I thought uh, our defense was good. They, they missed, but part of the missing was that we were pretty much on them. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We wanted to make Galloway uncomfortable. And we did. You know, I thought offensively we had it going, and we just, you know, Buddy just, you know, had some great looks that he makes, and he just didn't make them tonight. But Cole has been really good shooting the lights out. I think Jimmy was and Joe were really good. Well, threes are important to us. There's no question. We need to shoot at a high level from the three-point line, especially if Jesse's not getting anything. I thought Jimmy got inside, got a, got a couple good buckets, and you know just missed a couple. But um, you know we don't have a, a, another threat inside really. I thought Sai was good. I should have. I wanted to get him back in there. He had a really good first half, and I was going to take Joe out. And then Joe hit two threes. So you know I was like, okay, I think we're going to stick with you for a little bit longer. Coach, it feels like one of the biggest things this team has lacked in some of the games this season, not being able to pull away, is a true finisher that you've had in the past. But Joe kind of stepped up tonight, hit that corner fadeaway three. You know, what well, you- I think we have a lot of finishers. I'm not even. That's not. A, that's not true. We have a lot of guys that can finish. Buddies can finish. Has finished. I think Cole can. I think Joe can. I don't think that's an issue. Games that we lost, it wasn't because we didn't have a finisher. We couldn't stop anybody. We lose games because we don't stop people. We don't lose games because we don't score, because we can't score. We scored at Duke. We scored against Virginia. We, we, can, we've, we can score. That's not an issue. This is one of the best offensive teams in the country, period. There's no reason for us not to have, be a better team. We just can't stop people. That's the reason. We're trying to get better there. 
considering that Jesse was not a factor, this is a, it's a good win. You know, not getting anything from your center is not good. But we have, we have no issue with scoring. We got guys that can score at a high level. I said that every game. I say that every game. Is maybe someday it's going to get across. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, so, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, look. By the way, I'll note that the reporters were in there. It wasn't a Zoom call, as you could hear. I'm going to I'm going to point it out. Uh, so. Obviously, Joe, we've been, everybody has been so excited about Jesse coming into every game and how great he's been. They obviously did a very good job of completely taking him out of the game. I mean, he didn't even have a snowball chance in hell of staying in this game uh, for very long at any point in time. I mean, a total of 14 minutes for zero points, uh, 0 for 3, um, and just two rebounds. And a block and a turnover. So just look, here's the thing. I think Syracuse probably loses this game a month, five weeks ago, something like that, if Jesse plays like that. I just don't think I think that this team with with Cole, especially Joe with his consistency lately coming together. We don't win it without that happening with Jesse playing like that. They totally took away the inside when it, it was that was it. And like Coach said, we don't have another guy that can go inside really. I mean, you see Joe try sometimes. He, you know, sometimes he he does a good job. Samir, he does a good job sometimes. He can bounce it off the glass and make himself wide. But um, you know, there's just no other threat really other than Jesse. And when you remove him. You got to hit threes, and they did a good job. Uh, Eleven for twenty-four, forty-five percent from behind the arc, and they started that early too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew going into it that Boston College wasn't a great three-point uh, defensive team, uh, so we knew we were going to get our three-point shots off anyway. So it looked to me like they just played tough, they played gritty, and decided to take away a certain aspect that they know that they wouldn't be able to definitely overcome, you know, take away Jesse Edwards and then just hope that they have an off shooting night or we can maybe cause some turnovers, things like that. Um, Jesse, like I said, like you said, it was, I mean, he was in there, then he was out real, real quick. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I think that there's some of those calls you can question. I mean, I I feel like they were letting them play sometimes and other times they weren't. Um, And I really didn't think the followers were, the, the I mean, I know, I know it ended up being 16-14, but I know that there's a couple makeup like, like pitter-patter ones, and you know, there in the second half, and then you know they followed at the end to you know when we were shooting free throws. So that's what made it close, um, or you know, made it that 16-14. But there was just some timely fouls that I didn't think were great, or I agreed with, and you know, two of those were Jesse Edward fouls, but. You know, you, but he you he went over the back big time on the second one, and I knew it was going to get. As soon as I saw him leave the ground, I knew that it was going to get called. But the first one after halftime, I I thought was terrible. Oh, it was a terrible call. Yeah, so you know, and that, and that's part of the problem is with and then you know with Frank playing twenty three minutes, I thought Frank came in and played admirably. I mean, I think that he gave up a lot of you know tough rebounds Quentin Post had seven offensive rebounds uh you know and Frank Anselm you can't really expect the same because he doesn't have the height and the the length that Jesse Edwards has when he comes in but 
you know, we always questioned the depth and all that other stuff, and it was just good to see him come in and still be able to, you know, do some things to help us out. Ended up with five points, and six rebounds, and a block. You know, we had some some tough turnovers. Uh, you know, the one where he got the rebound and then he threw it out to the guards real quick. He had all the time in the world to kind of just get under control and, and make a good pass, but he threw that one away. And, you know, they made a little run there at the end, but yeah, it's just nice to see that we had depth that came off the bench to help Jesse Edwards in this time. And then everyone else kind of stepped up, especially Joe and Cole. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. Cole, obviously I've been waiting for him to turn it on. It seems like he has, he was Ken Palm's MVP last night going mm-hmm. uh, five for eight from three and totaling up 21 points. And he was just on fire hitting two back to back and, um, just really was a huge difference maker. And also Joe with, you know, as the game's closing and, you know, it's got within single digits a couple different times. And Joe, you know, he, he came through after only scoring two points in the first half, uh, scoring 17 in the second, just on fire. Um, don't win without that either. So it's always no. going to take it's always going to take all of these guys playing together to win. I mean, one guy can be off, but three can't. You know, three can't. So um, yeah, and and to be perfectly honest with you, Joe Girard was real, real close to being benched. Yes, he was. So he hit that three. So yes, he was because uh, Samir to, wasn't like, playing terrible either. No, and you know we talked about him getting in his head and being able to overcome those those mental obstacles in game. And uh, last night was just another example of, how I think, how he's uh, starting to overcome that because didn't play a great first half and comes in, makes a mistake. Samir Torrance is sitting at the scores table. You can visually see yeah, that he's he about to be subbed out. He knows yeah. what's about to happen. Yeah. And right there, a lot of times you see a player take a bad shot or force it up because they know that they're coming out. And, I mean, I'm not going to say he didn't force it, but he took a good shot and he made it. And he kept him in, and then he ended up making the, probably the most clutch shot of the game with that three-pointer with about two minutes to go to put it back up 10. Um, you know, this is a game that as much as we felt like we had control in double digits, it wasn't big double digits, and it was one of those things where you were just waiting for either either team to go on a run to either make it a game or make it a blowout. And uh, they came in with you know two minutes to go, two and a half minutes to go. They got it to within seven, and it's a one miss, and then they hit a three. You're talking about a completely different game, but Joe hit that three with two minutes to go, and then they missed, and then from there, it was the free throw game, and then we hit our free throws. So, yeah, uh, which is excellent too. Obviously, fourteen for sixteen, and that's been a struggle. I think Jimmy missed one, and who was the other one? Jimmy. And Benny. Benny. Yeah. Uh, Benny, by the way, Benny's getting, like, he's not making any huge strides. I mean, he's not even making a little bit of strides, in my opinion. I thought he would be by now. But his shots are, like, so flat. There's no, there's there's nothing to him. It's like, just hit, it's like just chucking him at the front of the rim type thing. I mean, I, I, I just, I want this guy to be good so bad you know what i mean yeah i want yeah, him just, how, when was the last time he scored from the floor well and i think he's gonna be i don't know it's been a long time dude it's been games i know months <laughs> i not- mean it's just it's one of those things where like i said I'm, I'm just being patient with him you see him 
on the bench sitting next to the coaches like he's going to be the next guy in, right? He's like, got good body language on the bench, too, to your point. He's got great body language, yeah. and, and really our whole bench does right now at this point. It's a lot different than what it was four, to, four games ago. I think Saimir is huge on the bench. Uh, the energy that he brings when he comes into the game and when he's on the bench, yeah, I, I think, is, is humongous. And, uh, you know, Benny um, is still going to give him – from what I hear, he's, he's he plays good in, in practice, and so they they keep want to keep coaching him up, and they want to get him in there, and they know that, that the defensive stuff, but just, it's just he just doesn't look relaxed out there. No, nah, he's know? nerves and confidence, man. He's very tense. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of all over the place. Like it's his head's just not in the game. He's just overthinking things. I feel like, and yeah, you know, I mean that's the maturity thing. So. That's well, a confidence thing too, yeah, an experience thing, and uh, I mean, obviously, I think that there was a lot of players that, or a lot of people that thought, you know, that he was going to be able to maybe, well, you know, don't worry about the jump shot; that'll come. You can work out in the off season, you know, take it to the basket, do this. But I don't really know if he was really ready to, to come off the dribble. I mean, you go back looking at his his, you know, highlights from from high school. A lot of it is. You know, catching oops, blocks, getting rebounds, and putting them back up, dunks, and and really just jump shots because he he was a jump shooter, and that's why, you know, I thought he was going to be able to come in and kind of help out the team. But he's uh, his shot needs work, and you know, he just seems like it seems hesitant, you know, and it's nothing that he really does really looks confident. You see the athleticism, you can see the potential, but none of it looks natural right now, and no, his shot you know, especially. Does not look so. Natural. I'm not going to judge. You know, he's got four or five years. You know, most players got four or five years to make it happen. And a lot of times, you see natural progression, um, and you know, a lot of people expect faster progression with with you know four and five star five guys. Star guys. That's yeah. just what it is, right? Like, yeah, the expectations are set by your stars, and obviously, with him coming in as a five star, you expect a little bit more. But I'm fine with. I'm fine with it. I think coach is doing the right thing. Like you said, coaching him up, letting, get, getting him in there, see what he can do. I just want to see him hit a field goal somewhere. I just want him to get, like, he's got to see it go in. You know, you see guys in just games doing that, just yeah. see it go in and then they go off. But, you know, for him, it's just one of those things. It's like, I think he just, he needs that so bad. Um, uh, I just, I just think he needs another year. I just, I just don't see a case this year at this point where, you're going to see any type of expectations that anybody had for them. Oh, no, 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 no. But no, no. But you can see, I mean, I mean a little bit of improvement by the end of the year, I think, is a real. I think I've seen improvement just based upon his rotations on defense. Because there was a time there where he didn't even play him because of his defense. Yeah. Yeah. He's not expecting sure. offense from him when he goes in there. Yeah. Um, okay. So... Uh, you know, you heard the you heard the reporter talking about having a finisher. I, I think kind of what I mean he meant maybe was um, taking it to the hole, like, like bringing it, yeah, like, yeah. Then and, and at the end of games situations, you know, and we've been ahead on these uh, these last three wins. We've been ahead too much. It wasn't really even close on some of it. But there's been games in the year where I think he's pointing to. That I mean, just to be fair to this guy, I feel like he's pointing to some of these games earlier in the year where we just couldn't finish. When we were in position, to in win position to win, and, and we, we didn't could, finish. right. But coach has a point too. When why didn't we fit? Why didn't we win those games? Is because we couldn't get stops. But you know, it's just it's one of those things where it's like six and one, half a dozen in the other. I mean, you need both, right? 
<laughs> well, so. and that's the problem is everybody looks at it. Everyone wants to point out the plays at the end of the game, but they're all the little things. It's just almost like football where they say every inch yeah, matters. Like right. inches and all these things throughout a game matters. And you can't just look at the last play of the game and say, oh, that's what lost you the game. Um, I think his Jim Jim's point is is that this offense is plenty good to be able to not be putting themselves in that situation. It's just our defense did. Did many times. And I think these games that we're getting to play right now, heading into Virginia Tech, I think are a blessing at the right time. And I feel like I mean, I feel I feel good about this right now. I, I will tell you and we'll talk about it, but Virginia Tech is is sneaky good. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, you heard from us. Let's hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on the game. You leave them. I read some of them. I read them all. Okay, I do. All right, and then I'll pick some randomly. <laughs> I'll pick some. And we'll talk about him here, okay? Uh, look, I was just looking ahead here. Okay. I was just looking at the schedule. Um, huh. Okay. Well, still, because Notre Dame is still to be determined on the time. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's, like it's a, got a date. It's a Saturday, right? I mean. No, it's a out. Wednesday. It's going to be 9 okay. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Watch. Uh, at <laughs> Mahirio underscore 10. My birthday in Q's got the dub. Can't argue with it. Hats off to Gerard Swider. Those dudes played great. Happy birthday, Mahir. Uh, we appreciate you. Always participating in fan feedback. And um, been, a, been a listener for quite a while now. And we appreciate you, buddy. Happy yes, sir. birthday. Happy birthday, bud. Uh, also, another one. Two, I, I don't know if we've ever gotten these in fan comments. We got another one. At Rebecca Grinnell, two. It's my birthday in SU1. All that matters. Happy birthday, Becca. We appreciate you for participating in the fan feedback. It was my birthday, too. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. March 8th, right? See, yeah. I, see, I know your birthday. Yeah, hopefully, we do get a win on my birthday, because that means ACC tournament win. If. It, well, everyone makes the ACC tournament. Well, um, no, right. no, I'm not saying. If, if there's a game on that day. Yeah, that's not a guarantee, either. Uh, at... Shut up. At Dave T, uh, 1209, winning ugly is something this team hasn't been able to do. Good point. We'll take the nine-point road win. The way the schedule shakes out, this game on Saturday at Virginia Tech is the game of the year. Both have won four straight. Both need to keep hope alive. Jesse cannot play like this in Blacksburg. Won't be easy. I love this comment because he brings up something that I I wasn't even thinking about. And probably Joe was because Joe's... He's just, you know, he's just so smart. He thinks of everything. But he never said it, and I never heard him say it. So, uh, yes, this is the game. This is, a, this is a, a very, I don't know if it's the, it could be the game of the year. It could be a very exciting game. But this is a very important game for both of these teams. As he said, both of them on a four-game win streak, but not only that, to try to keep this alive for each one, and it would be a it would be a really really good win for Syracuse. Um, quad one, quad one win, yes. So um, it would be huge, and it's a realistic quad one win too, by the way. And where are we sitting with our quadrant wins, Joe? 
Um, I have them right here. Quad one, Syracuse, 0 and 5. Quad two, 4 and 1. Really good. Quad three, 5 and 5. Not good at all. Quad four, 4 and 0. Okay. So I don't like the 5 and 5, and I don't like the 0 and 5. So got to get, got a bag of quad one win. And I believe that Virginia Tech will stay up there, but we'll see. We'll talk to, we'll talk to, save it for Geo. Save it for Geo. But I love that comment. It's a good comment. A lot of that's true. And Jesse does obviously have to pay, play better than that. No, oh, yeah. Right, right. For uh, sure. Uh, uh, let's see. At OLQs, our buddy Captain Patrick. Swider good. Jesse had a rough one. Benny needs to put some air under his shots. Buddy good. Joe pretty good. Right? Joe pretty good. The refs were pretty freaking bad. The refs were bad. I don't know. I just hate when I'm confused about what's going on when the ref's blowing whistles. That's all. Like, if I, ex- I expect it, I'm okay with it, you know? It's just, it was seemed no. inconsistent, right? I mean, my, th- yeah, I mean, my thing is, is that when I see a call, it's like, okay, well, that's how we're going to do it both ways. Right, right. But that's not um, how we did it. Love, love Captain Patrick. Uh, at Garrett nine six two four five two one zero. That is is that automated? Is that an automated handle? Holy cow! Is that a damn uh, phone uh, number? <laughs> I don't call it. Uh, no. Uh, I talk a lot of shit about Joe, but he's he's been balling out lately. It looks like he's seeing the court better. He's been a big reason why we've won four straight. Nice job, Joe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's got it together. Buddy has been, you know, I mean. Buddy last night had like a quiet 14 points. I mean, he wasn't like great because he went two for nine from from That's three. Why. Huh? That's why it was quiet because he missed so many shots. Yeah, I know. He missed, he went two for nine from three and it, it didn't look great, but a quiet 14 points. But he's always right there. And, and you don't, you know, we do worry about our guys when they're not scoring. But Joe was in that slump. Swider's been in a slump like all year. And these guys are starting to feel it now. You're worried about Joe, like you said, um, Joe, and uh, worried about him getting in his own head, and he didn't. He overcame that. That's huge. Yep. And yep. it's right at the right time in the season doing that. So um, that's awesome. Uh, at dfin one really thought Jesse was hurting the team when he was out there, nervous to pick up his next foul. They played much better with Frank in this game. Another good game from Joe and Cole. The refs were horribly inconsistent. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, they just had Jesse's number last night. You could see, right, when he picked up his first two and he went to the bench, he was just, he was done. And that second one he picked, I'm sorry, Joe, the second one he picked up was a terrible over the back. And he just it just threw him off his game. I didn't score a single point. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I mean. That's what I was gonna say. Based upon that comment, was like, how can you even tell, like, whether or not he didn't? I mean, I don't know if he hurt us, but he didn't help in his normal way for sure. But I mean, playing thirteen minutes. Well, I don't think I mean, he hurt us. He wasn't in there long enough, <laughs> right? He was in there like four, three minute stints. Yeah, it was not. It was not much. But I, I, yeah, I would agree. I don't think he hurt us. But there was a good opportunity for Frank to get in there with with his five point six rebounds. Um, he even had a block in there. So yeah, um, he got himself close to foul trouble too. By the way, so it was just their big men down low. They did you know if anybody's going to get the star for Boston College, it's them. So, um, Quentin Post. Yeah, Quentin Post. 
Uh, and what did he get? What did he have? He had 14, 14 points, 14, 14 rebounds. rebounds. Yeah, so that's... um Off the bench. Well, there you go. Yeah. Joe P. on Facebook. Can't give him the top fan clap or cheer because, uh, well, he's not, according to this. So, and Ooh, it's very disappointing. Joey. And I just, I don't know, like... Is he just not on Facebook that much? Is, 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 is the algorithm not working out for us, uh, getting in front of his eyes on his page or what? I mean, but I mean, he knows where to find us. That's exactly, easy. right? He's busy. He's busy. And we're all busy. I'm busy, mm, too. You're right. Golly. JG3 looked great. Jesse looked awful, but the rest of the squad picked him up. They're doing it. I hate it. They're doing it. I hate them for it, but they're doing it. Making me believe again. Gonna hurt when it all falls apart. Well, that's very <laughs> true. I mean, hey, look. <laughs> that's very true. That's uh, kind of what we talked about last time. Right? Yeah. You're sucking us in, and uh, you know, Joe, you still can't fall for it, Joe. You just got to set your expectations. You know, uh, one of those things where expect the worst, and when it doesn't happen, or if it doesn't happen, then you, we're all better for it. Yeah, that's about, you all, that's about all I got for you because then I think they're sucking everybody back in. They're sucking everybody in, and you know, you look at you know, you've got the you got the 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 pessimists out there still talking about the quality of teams we're playing and things like that. But that's we, all they can say now, though. Right, right. You're not hearing the. I hope that nobody shows up and we lose. You're not hearing the season's over, so let's just play Benny thirty minutes and right. Yeah, just we, get him ready for next year. We don't you know, get draft pick draft picks if if we continue to lose. It's not like <laughs> no, it's not. It's we not can't tank works. and help. Tanking doesn't help in college. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, David, another game of playing down the playing down to the opponent. The refs took our centers out early and wouldn't let them get in a rhythm with quick whistles. But if there was a game to come out poor, this was the one. On to the next. I mean, I would agree with if there's a game to yeah. like they shot they shot ter- like the beginning of the game. We well, I don't know when you saw it, but it came on for me when Frank was taking a foul shot, right? And it was four to one. Yeah, and, but, Jesse was already out. And it's like, yeah, okay, Jesse had already. Going on? Yeah, Jesse had already fouled enough to be sitting on the bench, right? I was so, like, I hope he's not hurt. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, so uh, you know, from there on, I didn't see the beginning, but from there on, it just was it was poor shooting. It was some some not great offense. But let, the the refs, you remember that jump ball with Buddy? Oh, God. What the hell Dude. was that? That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, I mean, I guess that's why. Like, with that comment, it's like we play. He starts off by saying, you know, we play down the competition. But when you really look at it, you know, if if the refs don't take our centers out of the game, and Jesse plays a normal game, then it's probably not as close. And maybe you don't say that, right? And then obviously, Buddy. I mean, you always, I always give Buddy the pass because he's just played some unbelievable games, right? And at the end of the day, he missed a bunch of threes and shots that he normally would make. So this is just, this was just one of those games for him. So when you couple the fact that, you know, Buddy had a quiet 14 and missed a lot of shots he normally would make, and then, you know, Jesse had zero points (laughs) on the, the terror that he's been going on, and that Frank had to play 23 minutes, and then we still, you know what? Win by ten, nine, nine. I mean that's that's not bad because realistically you're on the road. Even though there's a lot of Syracuse fans, I know everybody heard that. Uh, but Boston College is a gritty team, plays tough, and they have size. So 
you know, really what hurts them is they're a poor man's Virginia who just has worse offensive players than them. And they're a little bit not as good on, on defense, really. So um, if you have a, a night where your center gets zero points and fouls out and Buddy is shooting under or below average, then a tough, gritty team like Boston College at home can keep it close and, and keep it to where, you know, it can go one way or another if something happens. So they had a couple of threes or we make some mistakes. That's a completely different game. They make yeah, they made a couple more. They they hit a couple right at the right time, but they never mm-hmm. they never made a difference. It just just Joe I think Joe came back down was one of the ones Joe came back down and matched him. Joe or Cole, one of the two. Yeah. I um, think Cole matched him and then Joe hit that step back three against the center to go up yeah, ten again. To go up ten with like two thirty left or something like that. Yep. Um Daryl on Facebook. Had we played anyone else, we would have lost the game. Mm, that well, could be true. That could be true, but I mean, how do you know? How you do you don't. Know? How uh, do you know what? How do you know? How, no one else has played our center, and no one else has played Jesse really like that. Okay, like I mean, I th- that was obviously had a ton to do with it. We no, we destroy Boston College. Well, I mean, they they put him in bad spots. Obviously, the guy was all over the place. So, um, you know, there was a there was a couple. There was one that I remember that I didn't think was a was a good call. But the other four, I don't remember them being that bad as far as Jesse's fouls go. Yeah. And he's been very clean lately. I mean, he really has. I mean, the one game that he did foul out recently was in the bag already, right? So I don't remember who it was. It might have been NC State or something. I can't remember. Well, I mean, let's just hope that he learns from it and he doesn't uh, double down on his performance this Saturday and actually uh, uses it as motivation, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, but yeah, I mean, you know, if he plays like that against other people a month ago, like I said, I mean, we're toast and that's uh-huh. just how I feel about it. Uh, Anthony Cole Swider is the difference this month. Dude's just been coming on fire. Right. So no. absolutely. Anthony, I totally agree with that. And, um, dude, and there was a couple things that I saw too, and I don't know if you saw it, but I'm, I'm noticing even with, and he's been getting better with rebounds all year, but I'm also noticing with, um, with uh, just his rotations, you know, a couple of those, the backside rotations where he stepped in and got a couple of ske- uh, steals, uh, he's starting to to understand the rotations and, and what he can get away with and, 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 and things like that. So, um, you're not, I'm, I see not only him, you know, becoming more confident and progressing on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. So, dude, it is so funny that you, that you mentioned that because Nadal, top fan on Facebook. <laughs> Joe has done this. Joe has predicted the next the next fan comment a, a couple times now. I was looking for two players to continue their hot streak today. Swider was great on both ends of the floor. Shooting was fire, and his defense rotations were on point. Stealing, <laughs> stealing the back door, he puts in quotes. Joe's favorite. Ending in steals. <laughs> Did you hear that comment, though? For real. What he said. Mean, he said. He said exactly what you said. I didn't uh, shoot. That, no. Shooting was was fire, and his defense rotations were on point, sealing the back door, ending in steals. Uh, Jesse, excuse me, faltered on both ends, missing uh, missing pick and roll lands, and fouling out yet again. So, yes, Nadal, he was great in the yeah. back door. There you go. That's crazy because honestly, I don't look at I do my best to not look at any of the comments because I think that it's better just to have, I know. And I, you just, know, my reaction naturally. Right, so right. it's not like I, I don't know what you're going to say or what you're going to read. Well, you don't know what, what I'm going to so. pick either. Right. 
Um, but but to to your point, that's why I don't read any. Not that I'm like giving you guys like the greatest hot takes over here, but that's why I don't read. Well, that's why I don't read anything though. I'm All a right. pedestrian guy, you know. I just like to watch college sports, and I love my Syracuse Orange. That's mm-hmm. it. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was funny. That's funny. That is going to do it for us in fan feedback. Um, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. Get there. Give your thoughts. Sometimes it's really, really nice to have a lot of thoughts, and sometimes it's not. Like this game, there was a lot of really other, a lot of really good ones from other people that we just didn't have time to do today. Yeah. Um, so forgive me. I do try to spread the love when I'm picking, but you know, there's certain guys who get on here quite a bit because they they're saying the things that I think are relevant, and especially if they hit on something during the during the presser or something that we need oh, to yeah. talk about or they, something they that we up. talked about right right yeah because exactly. i mean like joe p i mean he's brought on the head i mean love the guy know him personally so i'm not just saying it because you know i love you know i know him but it's more or less like uh, he was gonna say i love him he loves you joe he's gonna <laughs> say i'm not just saying that because yeah, we're family we're family so but um no he um he hit the nail on the head i mean when you read that it kind of was like yep that's kind of how I felt last week, and they're doing it again. And I feel like that's probably what a lot of fans are feeling. So, All right, let's see if we can get Gio on. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, as promised, the man, the myth, the hokey, Giovanni Heater is joining us now. Gio, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Okay. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, of course. It's Virginia Tech weekend, so we got to have you on. Now, yeah. now look, um, you got to travel to uh, UNC to call a game, did you not? Yeah, a couple weeks ago, Virginia Tech went down to Chapel Hill. Um, didn't perform too well, but no. definitely an incredible experience. Uh, beautiful arena. I mean, it's a historic venue, so um, to say the least, it was it was fantastic. That's awesome. So you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's a dream come true between football and basketball games, being on the call for those. And uh, baseball is a pretty big deal here, so that coming up in the spring. And, and I'm a big lacrosse guy, so uh, calling women's lacrosse will be exciting too. So, uh, like I said, it's a dream come true, and uh, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. We're proud of you. Uh, I see you on uh, Twitter, the Twitter, every once in a while. Whenever you know, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but whenever I pop on there and I see you, I think it's pretty cool. So, doing your thing, it's pretty awesome. So, especially as a freshman, is that is that? I mean, is that normal to get that kind of, those kind of opportunities presented to you that early, like going well, to Chapel Hill and calling the men's basketball game? So I, I usually I'm really big about, you know, being humble and stuff like that. So, I, I you know, I don't like talking about it unless somebody asks. But um, well, here's so your opportunity. We've never, we, we've never had a freshman call men's basketball or football. So really, I'm the first freshman to do that. But it's a it's a it's a fairly new program um, with that being said. But, you know, that's why I felt like this was the place for me instead of Syracuse, because at Syracuse, no matter how good you are, I would have never touched a football or a basketball game to literally senior year. And that's just how it is. So um, that's, you know, that's why I chose this place. That's why I felt like it was the best place because I could do that stuff early on. And, you know, I wouldn't have to wait my turn the same as I would at the Q's. Yeah, it's so. a good opportunity for you. So that's awesome. Um, look, what, let's, before we talk about the Hokies, let's get your thoughts quickly on how this Syracuse team has evolved or started to evolve so far since the beginning of the season because we haven't talked and I haven't heard too much of your takes or anything. So um, what do you, how do you see this thing right now? Well, so, so you guys know I listen to every episode and I, I was so with Joe and, you know, talking to my roommate, uh, he's from Syracuse as well. And we have another buddy on our floor that's from Syracuse that we became really close with. So we watch every Cuse game together and, um, you know, I was trying so hard. I was like, okay, we, we beat Wake Forest. I can't get my hopes up. You know, and then we win another one, and it's like, I, I still can't get my hopes up. Then we kill Louisville, and I'm like, all right, now it's time to, it's like, that's three in a row. Maybe it's time to get your hopes up a little bit. And then we take care of business on the road. It wasn't pretty last night against Boston College, but, I mean, you won. You won four in a row. Um, it's hard not to get a little excited. You're kind of back in that bubble conversation. Um I think that one thing that helps Syracuse is that they're a big name, right? They're they're uh, basically on that tier right below a blue blood, so to speak. So going to the tournament is going to make, you know, the tournament money. Uh, Syracuse fans travel well. Syracuse is a team that always competes well in the tournament. And as much as it shouldn't 
matter that much? It does. It does matter who's going to come to the games and what's going to sell tickets and who's going to make a run and who's going to be a storyline. So um, I think that helps SU's chances. But, man, when we were sitting below 500 and it was the worst start since 1969 before Jim Beheim's tenure, I was like, what the heck is going on? I mean, it was it was almost like it's, the most pathetic fall off. It was sad, but exciting to see him winning some games here. Yeah, with a chance to win a couple more. So up next is Virginia Tech. The all-time series between Syracuse and Virginia Tech sits at 11-5 and in favor of the Orange. Uh, the Virginia Tech Hokies actually went 3-0 and against Syracuse in the Big East in that long stint there. Um, the Orange uh, is currently on a two-game win streak against uh, Virginia Tech. And uh, the last meeting they had on uh, January 23rd last year was a 78-60 win. Gerard Beheim, Dolzai, Gary R. Griffin, you're starting five. Gary A. with 20 points. Griffin with 10 rebounds and seven blocks. Uh, Ken Palm has got them, Virginia Tech that is, ranked 33rd with an adjusted offense of 18th and an adjusted defense of 110th. And he's also predicting a 77-71 loss for Syracuse. Virginia Tech is 42nd in the net, making this a quad one game for Syracuse on the road. So um, both of these guys, uh, both these teams on on four-game win streaks, and one of them is going to come to an end. Tech's hitting 42% of their shots from behind the arc. That's a huge number. And 48% from the field. They're averaging 71 points a game. So while Syracuse's shooting percentage uh, from the field in three is a little bit lower, they're scoring more points a game with 78. So, Gio, uh, let's pretend that uh, we don't know anything about Virginia Tech. And, you know, have you tell us what you think. I mean, they can shoot from behind the arc, which is a disaster, uh, a recipe for disaster for Syracuse, quite possibly, if they can hit. Yeah, Virginia Tech's a team, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. At one point, um, I don't know exactly as of the game that happened two days ago if it still holds, but they were the best free throw, or excuse me, three-point shooting team in the ACC as far as three-point field goal percentage goes. So they can drill it from deep, especially when they get hot. Um, The one thing that I like about them is they swing the ball really well. Unlike Syracuse, you're not going to see a lot of one-on-one isolation-type play. Um, They're always looking for that extra pass. They swing the ball really well. So their ball movement on offense is something that I can see the zone struggling with a little bit. But other than that, honestly, these are two teams that – mirror each other really well as far as how their season is gone, though they play very differently from each other. I mean, Virginia Tech and Syracuse both dropped some duds in the non-conference. Virginia Tech did have a much harder non-conference. They played Memphis. They played Xavier, who were both ranked at the time. And they played St. Bonaventure, and they killed St. Bonaventure by like 30. But the Bonnies were also uh, just outside of being ranked at the time of them playing uh, down in Charlotte in the later half of the non-conference schedule. But uh, their ACC play has gone pretty much remotely the same. I mean, look at their records. Cuse is 13-11, Virginia Tech's 14-10. and Tech started 0-4 in the ACC, so it was pretty abysmal for a minute there. Um, every game has been competitive, but they've let some you know, get away from them. They're a good team, but they're a very small team. They're going to struggle with anybody that's bigger than them. The one thing that I think holds Virginia Tech to a little bit of an advantage is Syracuse is one of the only teams they'll play all year that is not bigger than them. Uh, besides really Jesse Edwards and um, Kevin Aluma, the guy on the inside, though he's shorter, he's a six foot nine, six foot ten-ish center. He still is one of the best players in the ACC. He was a first team all ACC preseason kind of player. So, um, you know, they're very similar to Syracuse and how their season has gone. And 
I think that adds so much more hype into Saturday's game than should be really because this is the way I kind of think about it. Whoever wins Saturday makes the NCAA tournament, and whoever loses doesn't make the tournament. So, mm. well, we were we were talking earlier in the show actually about how uh, we had a fan comment that said this could be the game of the year for both of these teams, mm-hmm. and and you know to your point, I mean. Um, I, I think it's an important game for, for both of these teams, obviously, with both of them in the situation they're in, they're very similar teams. But, yeah, I, w- I would agree, Joe. What, what do you think? Well, I, I, would, I would argue the, uh, the non-conference schedule. I, I, I do think that Syracuse had a little bit more difficult non-conference schedule um, in there than Virginia Tech. The only difference I see is that Virginia Tech didn't have bad losses like we had, and I think that's the only difference. You know, we beat – Georgetown Colgate and we're talking a different story right now uh and that's really the only difference that I see between these two teams um you know I know that again very very similar minus you know the one x factor I think is going to be Jesse Edwards and then obviously what what the both teams can do as far as stopping the the opposition's three-point um shooters because you know Couture can get hot uh Aline can get hot and uh, their transfer, what the fifth-year senior transfer from Wofford, Storm Murphy, is um, is a guy that can can score too. So um, I definitely worry about their scoring because I mean our defense is just really, really not that great. I know we are getting a little bit better, um, but I do like the you know the chances that we have as far as maybe having some mismatches with some of the guys on the floor based upon you know the three-guard lineup that that they run out there. Um, so. It's definitely going to be interesting, uh, and, and I think the key to what to what um, to uh, what Gio was saying was that is is Aluma going to be able to you know make baskets and be crafty around the rim with Edwards in there? Is he going to be able to stay out of foul trouble, or is he going to get Edwards in foul trouble? And I think, you know, I know last year uh, Aluma didn't do great against us in the two three zone, and um, yeah, I'm sure he's looking his chops, waiting to get back at it. But I know Jesse Edwards, I mean, probably on. Yeah. He's on the top of, you know, the list of, you know, probably the uh, other than maybe what Sebron from NC State as far as the, the most improved player in the ACC. So um, it's going to be interesting. But I think that's really going to be the, the, the big thing with with Saturday's game, because if Jesse Edwards is in foul trouble, then I think we're in big trouble. Oh, huge trouble. And, you know, that's in the playbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Gio, what is the so because. We bought tickets to Blacksburg for the football game from whatever site you gave me, which is a school site, I believe, or something, right, Gio? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. so we get my wife gets all the emails and and um, and <laughs> she, uh, she wasn't real sure because you know she would love to go back down. We loved that trip, by the way, and uh, had a great time there. And uh, she wasn't real sure about the about the the COVID rules inside the Coliseum. So what, what are they? Do you have any idea? Actually, Virginia just got a new governor and a lot of things just changed. Um, so they was really free going in, um, to the season and all you had to do was wear a mask and they don't adhere to it really at all. Like the student section, not a single person has a mask on for the most part. Um, and then, they tightened up a little bit when we got back from Christmas break just because they were trying to stop, you know, some kind of mass spread. So they were a little bit tighter with masks. They wouldn't tell you to put it back on. They just had all the ushers stand with a sign that said, please wear a mask. Right. And then uh, 
And then um, they did have, when you came back from break, you had to be vaccinated to get into the stadium um, or have a shot or, um, excuse me, a test, a test beforehand. And now they actually did away with that since the new governor won the election and got um, sworn in or whatever very recently. So now it's just back to masks. And I'm sure that won't be very followed either. So it's it's very lax down here, um, especially compared to what I've heard the Dome has been like. Oh, well, the Dome's horrible. But but from <laughs> from Blacksburg to Virginia Beach is, I mean, I very, I mean, you see people with masks, but it's not. I mean, there's no signs up or it hasn't been for months here. I'm sure it's probably the gotcha. same with you, Joe, right? No, I'll trade governors. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, you wouldn't have wanted, but well, whatever. Uh, so, uh, uh, so well, that's good. So basically, you mask to get in, and then take it off, right, Giovanni? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, that that that's pretty much what everybody okay. does. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I could deal with that. So I don't know. I might be an impro- My wife really wants to go, and I was like, well, I I don't know. I started shuffling through her emails. I saw some of the rules, and I'm like. But these were older emails, and I'm like, well, I don't know. This could have changed, so that's why I was there. Oh, you're trying Sean, to say you're going Sean. to the basketball game? I was should, thinking about it, bro. You should come because um, – so I'll say this. Obviously, football is the thing here. Um, Which was great. That was a great game. They, they've gotten pretty excited about basketball because of how they were supposed to be good. They're supposed to be a top five in the ACC team coming in preseason. So there was hype early on. And then we, you know, kind of fell off. But now that the wheels are turning again, they're really amping the heck out of this game because of how much it means. I mean, they've won four in a row. Um, and then Syracuse has won four in a row. And um, plus there's a little bit added sentiment that a lot of Syracuse fans probably don't know about. But this is kind of a little bit of a rivalry for Tech because when Syracuse – and this is what I've been told from, you know, adults that love Tech basketball and whatnot – when Syracuse and Tech were in the Big East for that like three-year stint, like you mentioned, Jim Beheim refused to come play at Castle Coliseum. He said it was like a joke of an atmosphere. If we're playing Virginia Tech, they have to come to the Dome. <laughs> so, Virginia or Syracuse had never played at Virginia Tech until they had to when we joined the ACC. And even then, they played at the Dome the first couple of times, and then they had to come here. And um, so it's a very recent history that they've even played here. And, you know, Syracuse is a big trademark name in basketball. And they hate Jim Beheim here because of how, like, he's quoted in some press release or whatever a long time ago saying that he refuses to go play at Virginia Tech. So um, the game's pretty much sold. I mean, you can still get tickets, but as far as the university sales and, like, student tickets, it's sold out. Place is going to be packed. Student section is going to be rocking. Um so it'll be a packed stadium, and and it doesn't. It only seats nine thousand, but it'll it gets really loud in there. It's a concrete building, and and it's definitely going to be rocking. It should be an exciting atmosphere. I'll be there, so it should be a fun one. You're not calling the game or anything. I'm not calling this one. I'm calling UVA is coming to town next week, and North Carolina is coming next week, and those are really big games. And I I wanted to call those ones because UVA is the rivalry. So yeah, it, it's probably almost better for you to be chilling out in the crowd during this one, right? Oh, you'll like it, though. I'll be sitting in the student section, decked out, head to toe, in Q's gear. So. Okay, they accept oh, there we you. Go. So, so we know who you're rooting for, as if it was ever a question. I mean, here's the thing. I want whoever has a better chance of making the NCAA tournament to win, because I want to watch at least one of these teams play. You know, so mm-hmm. The tournament's just depressing without it. So I guess whatever win's going to make it. You know, Syracuse has a way harder schedule coming up. 
which makes me a little scared. But yeah, I got to go with it. Did I ever show you guys my new tattoo? No. You got it's, tatted? So it, this so it kid? Says family. It says family in my grandmother's Syrac- handwriting. Syracuse and Skyline? The Syracuse Skyline. And there's a dome right there. Oh, my wow. word. This guy. Oh, I, like I love it. the cues. Always. Oh my gosh, Geo oh. breaking out the ink! Golly, no I love now. that. No turning back now. I love that. <laughs> I, know, right? I knew th- that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, that's <laughs> hey man, hats off to you, Geo going buck wild out there in college. Hey, Crazy. Uh, look, Use, using the, hold on, hold on, Geo, you using the using the koozies, right? Still, you still rocking the Cuse Militia koozies, right? I pass out the Cuse Militia koozies when we break out the Dr. Pepper on the weekend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what were Good you going to say, Dr. Joe? Pepper. Every, every, all my buddies on the floor, everyone's got a Cuse Militia koozie. That's sick. I love that. What were you going to say, Joe? I was just going to bring up another player that I thought might be a problem. Hunter? That's all. We haven't Hunter? brought up just, Justin Mutz. Is oh, the type Justin of player Mutz, yeah. That could definitely give us problems, too. Um, because yeah. he's going to be the guy that's going to be doing all the dirty stuff, dirty work around the rim, rebounding. And uh, he's just an active player. So, I mean, on top of the three guards they have in Aluma, who pretty much everybody knows, Justin Mutz, uh, I mean, he, he he's right there as far as somebody that can definitely uh, affect the game as well. So um, that's another guy to look out for uh, as well. So a lot of us are coming out of three What's up? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I thought no, I just said a lot. A lot of it was gonna is gonna be you know who shoots three pointers better. As far as what I'm concerned, is, you know when you, if, if the rebounds are close, turnovers are close, all that stuff is close. Um, but yeah, I mean between the three point shooting and, and the centers and, and whether Jesse can stay out of foul trouble. So, Joe, one thing that uh, kind of drives Virginia Tech fans nuts is like um, you know from an outside perspective, he's good, great transfer, but you know. Kind of how Syracuse fans you just have some players, and a lot a lot of the times it happens to be Gerard, which it was pretty cool to see Beheim defend him in the most recent press conference that mm-hmm. he had. Um, and Donna Detota asked that question, but they they don't they don't love Storm Murphy, and honestly, I think that Sean Padula um, adds a lot more off the bench. He can shoot, but he facilitates so much better than Storm. And Storm's improved a bit, but I mean, watch out for Padula. They went from Storm playing the whole game to now they split minutes and play pretty much 20 apiece. So. And that's one thing that I noticed when I was looking at the box score as well, is that Padula's starting to get a little bit more minutes uh, along with Maddox in, what's, I mean, help me out, David Nagesson? Gasson. David Silent Yeah, we've never been good with the names. So, they, the names I mean, even those guys coming off the bench, I've seen that they've, they've pretty much, I mean, at least to, to what I'm looking at box scores, they have three solid guys off the bench to give them a little bit of depth that Syracuse doesn't have that, I mean, could also pose problems. Mutz owns, owns rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks for the Hokies. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's fun. He brings the energy, man. Too. He's just a fun player to watch. I was, you know, Couture is the one who can light it up, and I've seen him light he ripped it up. Off twenty seven last week at Florida State. Mm. Nine threes yeah. in a game. He not yeah. It was we were he was shooting for um, school record too. They were talking about on TV. He was close. He needed eleven, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Who has well, doesn't Gmac have the record with nine threes at Q's? That's a good question, Gio. Of course, you would put us on the spot. For I, that. I know it's I know it's G Mac. I just don't know how many it is. I think it's nine, though. I think someone at Virginia Tech had eleven. 
because I remember I was actually rooting for him to get it because I like, I like watching records get broken, but um, yeah. he came up short. So hey, there was, there was, that's another thing that I look at too when you look at the season totals and everything. Uh, this team definitely scores at a higher higher rate than us for for sure. As far as when you look at their percentages from from the field and from the three point line, um, they just shoot a better percentage overall. They look a little bit more efficient as, as an offense, um, but they also look like they don't force as many turnovers, steals, blocks, you know, stocks, those kind of things. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they can handle the the zone, but they've got four players that, well, four or five that have at least seen it before. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the point guards handle it with, with storm and, and, and what you said, Padula, right? Um, those two yep. guys. Are, yeah. So, and he's a freshman, correct? Padula, true freshman. Yeah. I sit next to him in class. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you really? Okay. That's funny. Now, yeah, let me ask you, let me ask you this. What are the chances that we see, uh, Ojiaco? You know, He's kind of a guy, kind of a lot like uh, Anselm, where he'll come in. He's not going to come in every game, but he's going to come in once in a while, and and it's usually when Keve or Mutz um, get into foul trouble. But you know he's good. He's he's a big man down low. Um, he's he's bulkier, which I like. I've said so many times on your guys' show. I'm going to take a guy that's like six ten with some muscle and some power to him over a guy that's you know, seven foot and, and a, a twig, you know? So yeah. that's what yeah. I like about him. He's not fantastic, but he could finish around the rim. Um, but Kevin is a freak, man. He can shoot the ball too, but on the inside, I don't know how he does it. Sometimes you just like, wow, like the guy that he's going against just can't stop him. Like no matter how tightly you think you have him defended, he just backs you down a little bit. And he just, just does that little turn and hook shot. And it goes yep. every time, yeah. you know? So he's yeah. Good. And then that's the thing that I, that I was looking at, too, because I know that, again, in the past, he hasn't proven. I mean, it's one of those things where he has to figure it out against the zone. He can do it the man to man. And we've seen plenty of teams because of our height that, you know, because I know you said we're not we're not a huge team. Right. Because Jesse Edwards, seven foot, you know, he's got the wingspan, but he's not the heaviest guy. But we do got, you know, Bayheim and Swider with six, eight, six, eight. Buddy Bayheim six, six is the shooting guard. So I do look at teams like Virginia Tech when they have their starting lineups like this with, you know, you're talking about what storms six foot on a good day, and then you're talking Aline and and Couture or six three on a good day, six four. So I mean, I can see a situation where one of those guys is going to have to guard a Cole or, or a Jimmy, right? And then one of those guys is going to have to guard a Buddy. So this is another situation where a teams like this sometimes we get the the good matchups because of our height advantage and the fact that we can shoot over them. Um, And that's kind of the one thing that I'm going to be looking at too, because we have seen teams like this that start out with three guards and they end up putting in bigger guys like a Gessen or Ojiako to kind of offset that. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they sub and how they change the rotation as it goes. But um, I, I, I don't know. I was just asking you that because I see that he plays some games, but he doesn't, and he's got some size. So, just didn't know if we were going to be able to see him or not. You know, I just I, I don't I don't know enough about Virginia Tech and the rotations, but I just know that a lot of times when we play against teams that got you know usually start three guards, a lot of times the rotation changes and they end up putting in some bench guys that are a little bit taller. Yeah, he's not a guy that's going to give Syracuse fits by any means, especially the way Jesse's been playing. Um, like like you said though, I mean if they get Jesse into foul trouble, it, it changes the entire ball game. So. Yep. Um, all right, let's. Hey, can you stay for picks, Joe? Can you do that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, all right, let's do this. All right, Joe snuck ahead. Joe snuck ahead. So, six, 
six five and one for Joe to five six. How and close one is I? Was I close? Um, no. no okay. Neither one of us were close. Well, I think I'm one and zero. Oh. I think I picked Syracuse football to beat Tech. <laughs> Did we ever yes. talk after that game? I don't know. I mean, we texted. We texted. I haven't been on though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't want bore everybody. I had a blast. It was great. There's nothing like going traveling that far and and being kind of the underdog or not kind of, but being the underdog and coming out in a game like that on top and getting to walk with oh, your chest buffed game. out. Yeah, it was a yeah, absolutely. It was the best game they played all year too, and I was there, so it was awesome. Um, all right. So, Joe, you're up. I was up. Uh, I, I hit it up first last time. It's your turn. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, you should probably go if you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. I, I know. know. Sean, we'll there. connect this time, especially because I'm not calling it. If you come, we'll definitely connect this time. Okay. And, uh, again, I think, I mean, to Gio's point, I mean, I, I'm not cheering for Virginia Tech. I don't got any skin in that game, but um, – and it, I see where he comes from as far as being able to see one of these teams make the the, the, the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And I still honestly, I still think it's one of those things where I still think both teams can because I think Virginia Tech's set up a little bit better with their numbers and their, you know, they don't have the, the bad losses um, that that Syracuse does. So I still think that there's a chance that both of them could still squeak it out. So I don't think that necessarily both of them or the loser of this game is out, but. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to stay in my orange blood because they're you know playing good. I'm gonna go. He got Syracuse. sucked in. He got sucked I in. Got, look, Syracuse seventy-seven and Virginia Tech seventy-five. Oh, that's hilarious. Um. Okay. Why is that hilarious? Because I already have my score written down, and so I'm gonna tell you how I came up with mine. <laughs> I'm really worried about this game, and. I, 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 as Gio mentioned, he got me progressively more worried as time went on because, uh, you know, he men- started mentioning the crowd and how amped everybody is. And I know how everybody, I know how these fans are. They have great tradition. They have great, they have great students. And not that we don't, but I mean, you're talking about nine, a, a Castle, Castle Coliseum, 9,000 people. They'll pack that. You'll thing. see Anner Sandman again, too. Do they do that in basketball games too? So they do it. I will say it's not as good as football. Yeah, was, come on. Especially when the place is packed, they do it. This is what I think is cool. They do it right after the starting lineup, but the student, the whole place sings it through the entire like first possession until they say off to Never Neverland. So like they don't purposefully lose the tip off, but if the opposing team has the tip off, especially, I mean, it's awesome. The whole first possession, they're singing Enter Sandman. Oh, that's you pretty know, cool. That's so pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's easy to get rattled in these situations, and thankfully, you know, Syracuse did. They got beat by twenty, but they played Duke, so they got a taste of some of this stuff. But I'm worried about that. So what I did, what I decided to do with my pick here today, is just choose the average points each team scores per game, and so I got Cuse winning this thing seventy eight seventy one because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about this game, and I just want to be—I just want to be wrong. I, I don't think Syracuse. I, I think Syracuse can win this game. I just do think it would be tough, and I—in—in it would be a nail biter for sure, at the very, very least. But if if Couture goes off and has a hell of a day, I mean, it's going to be—it's going to be difficult 
for Syracuse to 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 hang with him sometimes. I, just the way he plays sometimes, I think it's going to be difficult. So seventy eight seventy one Qs. But I like it. I like it. What you got, Gio? Man, man, this is tough. Just because it's, such a, <laughs> it's really, but this really is such a coin flip kind of a game. Um, and that that puts fandom aside. Like I'm trying to look at this from an outside lens. I'm gonna go just to spice it up a little bit, so that we're not either all right or all wrong. I guess I'll go Virginia Tech, and, and the reason being is because they can shoot the ball really well. And that's literally how you're supposed to beat the two-three zone exactly. is to be able to shoot those threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Syracuse defense also hasn't been fantastic. Exactly. And, and when I'm looking at the matchup down low, Kevin Aluma is better than Jesse Edwards. Jesse Edwards has gotten hot as of late, but Kevin Aluma is consistently really, really good. Um, and Tech rebounds the ball pretty well as uh, pretty well as well down the stretch of the last four games. So I'm going to go Tech. I'm going to say really close. Like, this thing's a last-second kind of a shot-type game, uh, which they don't fend well in those because Miami hit a half-quarter to beat us in Castle just a couple weeks ago. But mm. go oh, my back. gosh, yes. That was that was crazy. I'll go 75 to 73, and like I said, it comes down to a shot. Wow. Shot or free throws or something. One-possession game, 75-73 tech. They get their they get their mojo back and they, they hit a three to win it or something. Wow, those are some crazy pay. They're crazy close, and not that you know. I just think that we're all on the same page with that. I mean, obviously, I just I kind of backed out to be honest. Not gonna lie, too. Think there's a great great chance of overtime on Saturday. That's true. That's a possibility. That's, that's, that's also true. Uh, I also I also kind of like I, I I really want Cuse to win, but if Tech wins, like. That means the school I go to is like, you know, got a, if they go to the NCAA tournament, I'm sure there will be a little bit of juice here in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're going to send people. Not that I probably wouldn't get to go because I'm a freshman. But, uh, you know, it still would be really cool to, in some form, cover the NCAA tournament. So in that sense, you know, I don't go to Syracuse. I go to Virginia Tech. So that would be nice. Uh, yeah. uh, Joe T. in the green room says, where where is Sadibi? Where is Sadibi? See more John Bowen than Sadibi. Yeah, I mean, he's on the bench. Yeah, he's on the bench. He is. It's, I will say this too: like you can say what you can tell what's a basketball school and what's not because they have a banner here that they dropped for last year's NCAA tournament appearance, and I was like, wow, they dropped a banner for the NCAA tournament appearance where they lost in round one to Florida. I was like, Syracuse only does banners for Final Fours and Sweet Sixteen. So, yeah, we made the tournament. <laughs> so. Yeah, seriously. I was like, it's not that hard. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie to you though, Gio. I do. I hope you know. I almost hope for you that Virginia Tech it makes the tournament all four years that you're there. Yeah, just be- to give be able to give you that, you know. But look, you got to think about it this way though. If there is a year, like to your point that you just said, you're a freshman. They're not going to send you to a tournament. So if there is a year that they don't make it, this year might not be, you know, bad for the That's year true. for them. Yeah, that would be. Still got three more years. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Unless you, unless you're just one of those whiz brain brain childs going to graduate early on everybody. No, that, no, it's definitely going to take four. <laughs> it's definitely going to take four. <laughs> might take might take four and a half. No, it's, it's not four will be good. Well, Gio, thanks for thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, I love to have. I want. Let's make this tradition. Let's we, do it. Every, we, we, every te- yes. it's going to only be basketball though from here on out, won't it? Oh, 
for yeah, quite a while. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if we play Virginia it. Tech. Bef- you'll graduate before we play yeah, Virginia Tech again. But yeah. even then, I'll still come on. I'll be oh, yeah. 40. There I'll you go. There you, you guys go. will be doing this in your, in your wheelchairs. Well, you know, like I, I was telling you, man, it's getting progressively harder to get here and do this. But once I'm here, that's it. That's all I want to do. It's yeah. just life is just crazy for both of us right now and we grind it out and we get here we are go 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 until this show this is my first time sitting down all day is doing this show and i i'm probably the same for joe if he went to, if he decided to go to work today i which... did go to work today <laughs> <laughs> the option slowly the, the option of working from home is going away slowly so. okay okay all right well, yeah. So, well, I gotta say, as a listener, I, I definitely appreciate it because you guys always—I I, like I said—I put you on walking around campus every time one comes out, and it, it puts a smile on my face. Although I will say, I went on a stint for probably like a week or two. I was just so pissed that we were losing so much. I was like, I love these guys, but I'm not. Oh, hey, we we knew. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. I know. I see the downloads. <laughs> I said, Joe, Joe, they gotta start winning. We're losing everybody. No one's listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to listen. Well, that's what we were saying, right? Was, Some of those were our better shows, though. But we right, but no one wants to listen when you lose and when you have the worst, you know. I just feel like in 50, we, 70 years, whatever. We, we do losses differently, though. I feel like we we do, but even you. I mean, we got there where we were like, it's getting a lot more. It's getting a lot more yeah. difficult to get here and talk about this. Well, you just feel like a broken record. Every, it's a broken record. It's yeah. just what it was for about a month yeah. there. Yeah, you just got to mock stuff. You got to find things to make fun of to keep every it. Every game sounded the same. Every loss. It was the same, the same problem every game. So same problems, same comments. <laughs> yeah, the comments. That's what kills me. But Gio, we appreciate you, buddy. We appreciate everybody. We appreciate Joe T and Anthony D in the in the green room hanging tight. And we appreciate that. We appreciate everybody. It's been a tough season for Syracuse basketball, but. Like we said in the beginning of the show, and you'll hear it on download, football season, man, is a, is, is a real bright spot, I feel like, coming going into the spring. Um, it's going to be – or the fall, hopefully. excuse me. Well, the spring technically, but it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, well, Sean can barely keep up with our stuff, so he definitely doesn't know what's going on with Virginia Tech, that's for sure. Oh, not right now, no. 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 I get better as time goes on, but, I mean, I, I – it's tough. It's tough. We, you know, we were going to start doing ACC updates. Remember, Joe? And it's yeah. like, there's just so much going on with Syracuse. It's like, I don't have time for ACC updates. You know, I just don't. I don't, I don't, even have, to, I don't have time to watch all the games. I don't have time to read everything. Unless it's your job, uh, we, you just can't do it. You can't keep up with it. I mean, it's like it. a full-time job for you guys. On the side. I mean, if we were to do that, this is this is we. I have we have this down now, so it takes about an hour of prep for me. Joe just watches the game; he doesn't have to do anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one that puts together all the audio and everything. But uh, you know, it takes about an hour of prep, maybe a little bit more. But I mean, it, it we got it down where it's easy. The problem is, is just there's the, like we got some games coming up there. It's gonna be every other every other day. Right. And it's difficult like that. But, um, you know, it's fun. It's a grind. 
It's a grind. And then, you know, you, you we deal with the overlap at the end of football season and in the start of basketball season. The grind is basketball. And you can deal with it when they're winning. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that was the problem. It's a grind. It's fun, though. All right, football, they only play once a week. It's definitely got to be It's easy. definitely easier. It's, regi- it's more regimented. You know, um, you know, we got, you, we got days. You, you're going to hear a show Sunday, on Tuesday. Sunday and Tuesday. Yep. So, yep. and that's our schedule. That's been our schedule for a couple years now. So. Um, we got to make our schedules weekly with basketball. Yeah, we we just know where you know. There's a game we got to get to the we got to get there the next day, and we figure it out. We always do, you know. But I don't mean it. Guys easy. are the best. Well, we appreciate that, Gio. You're the best, Gio. You're the best, bud. Yeah, come on, All right. come on. Yeah, uh, keep keep it up. Stay in touch. Don't be a stranger, kid. All right. Hey, we always. I know. I never hear you go, but me and you always. I know. Hey, we, I'm, we not text. I'm not. I'm not the texting type. He's not. Yeah, he'll no. call me. He'll call me, and I'm like, why doesn't this asshole just text me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm terrible at response. I get yelled at by family members all the time for not answering texts. So I'm the same way. Well, I know. Me, I'm not great either. I'm not great either. And the other thing is, I'm on my phone all day at work. So at, when my personal phone rings, sometimes I'm just like, I, you know. Nope. Yeah, I just want to, five minutes. Five minutes. So, <laughs> right. uh, and Joe's the caller. Joe's always calling. Joe calls at the worst times ever. It's like if my phone's ringing and I'm super like frustrated with something or busy, I'm like, oh, I guarantee you that's Joe. And every time it's Joe. <laughs> so that telekinesis. I mean, would you rather stuff. it be Joe than somebody else? Though? I'd rather it be Joe than yes than many people. At least you can yell at Joe. Yes. Yeah. Or just be yes. like text him and be like call you back. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Oh, Sean, don't, hey, look, off air, Sean takes his anger out on me. He takes his frustration <laughs> out on me. I listen. I'm a great soundboard. Dude, you guys are like an old married couple. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, well, I used to beat Joe up when I was taller than him. That's how long we've known each other, so. Yep. True statement. <laughs> I definitely feel like Joe could beat you up now, Sean. I don't know if he could beat me up, but he's taller than me. Okay. He's definitely taller than me. Got the, he's got that whole military background thing, too. So Yeah, whatever. So does my brother. I'd whoop his ass, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're lucky he doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. Uh, Gio, we appreciate you. Um, don't be a stranger. And uh, go Q's, dude. Stand strong, okay? I, if I don't get to the game, I'm going to be looking for you. So make yourself known, okay? All right. He already did. Maybe. He said he was going to be in the student section, all orange. Well, I want to. Yeah, I, I want to, but I may, you know, flare it. I want to see the flare. Give me some of all this, right. okay? All right. Okay. I got you. I can. De- I can definitely do that. Hopefully, I don't get beat up in the student section. You, uh, you won't get beat up. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just explain your situation to him. All right. Show him. Show him the tat. Yeah, show him the tat and be like, dude, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm from here. All right. We appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. We will be back here on Sunday, right? Yes, Sunday. We'll be back. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. <laughs>